Good Monday morning. New details coming to light in that deadly shooting near Los Angeles. Well, what we're learning this morning about the gunmen, the victims, and the heroes. It is January 23rd. This is today. The accused shooter who killed 10 people and wounded 10 others during a Lunar New Year celebration in Monterey Park, California, takes his own life after being confronted by police. The motive still unknown. We want to know how something like this, something this awful can happen. This morning, inside the investigation and the questions surrounding the 72-year-old suspect, the town's mayor will join us live. Deepening controversy, an FBI search on President Biden's home and the discovery of even more classified documents, raising new concerns from Republicans and some Democrats. Just might as well say, listen, it's irresponsible. It was something we should have had a better check and balance on. What the president's lawyer is now saying. Messy start. Millions in the Northeast waking up to a wintry mix. Another potent storm right on its heels, expected to dump snow from New Mexico all the way to Maine and trigger severe weather across the South. Al's tracking it all. Graceland, goodbye. I hope you finally know how loved you were here. Lisa Marie Presley's family, friends, and fans coming together for an emotional memorial service. The new tributes to her life just ahead. Those stories plus the final four. The 49ers defeat the Cowboys, advancing to the NFC title game against the Eagles. While in the AFC, the Bengals move on, proving too much for Buffalo, despite the emotional return of DeMar Hamlin to Bill Stadium. His heartfelt homecoming and highlights on the road to the Super Bowl today, Monday, January 23rd, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. It's Monday morning. Glad you're with us. Maybe your team won. Maybe you lost <laughs> yeah. this weekend, but everybody won when we saw Tamar Hamlin appearing at Bill Stadium in the snow. What a moment. That image of him holding up the heart was something <laughs> to behold. A lot of people wanted that storybook ending. It wasn't to be, but the Bengals had a great game. Uh, so congratulations. And now it's set. The road mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. We're getting there. Uh, we will have uh, those stories in a moment, but we're going to begin with the breaking news. New details on the weekend shooting. It happened at a dance studio near Los Angeles, and 10 people were killed. 10 others were wounded. It was a night of Lunar New Year celebration. Yeah, it led to an hours-long manhunt, and it ended with police announcing the 72-year-old suspect was dead, and he's now been linked to a second incident at a nearby community. We're going to talk to the mayor of Monterey Park, California, in just a moment here. But first, NBC senior national correspondent Kate Snow joining us with the very latest. Kate, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. Saturday night shooting is now one of the worst in modern history here in the Los Angeles area. Ten people dead, as you said. At least ten people were wounded. The 72-year-old suspected gunman was later found 12 hours after this all began and was found discovered dead in a van. Uh, Right now, this community reeling and just beginning to process this tragedy. The man authorities believe is responsible for killing 10 people at a ballroom dance hall is no longer a threat. Investigators say 72-year-old Hu Can Tran opened fire inside that crowded ballroom in Monterey Park after 10 p.m. on Saturday. Additional units requested multiple victims, gunshot wounds. Five men and five women were killed and 10 others wounded. Witnesses inside described the confusing chaos, initially mistaking the gunfire for celebratory fireworks. 
Outside, emergency crews treated the wounded in a nearby parking lot and transported others to area hospitals. It happened in one of the largest Asian-American communities in the country, about seven miles east of downtown Los Angeles. Earlier Saturday, thousands were at a festival to celebrate the Lunar New Year, including Amber Clements. You were a few blocks away, and what did you hear? Like, it was like six continuous, like, shots. Tran had been a familiar face at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio in Monterey Park, though it's unclear how often he visited recently, three people who knew him told CNN. While investigators have not yet determined a motive, they say this may not have been the gunman's only target. Just 20 minutes after fleeing the first scene, the armed shooter went to a different ballroom dance hall. The sheriff says two people inside wrestled the weapon away from him, and he ran. He was disarmed. Uh, by two community members who I consider to be heroes because they saved lives. It took more than 12 hours for officers to locate the elderly suspect inside this white van about 30 miles away from the crime scene. Tactical teams breaking through the van's windows, finding the suspect behind the wheel with a fatal self-inflicted gunshot wound. Overnight, authorities carrying out a search warrant of the suspect's home, the shooting leaving his neighbors shocked. Most kept to himself. You just don't know day to day what, who's who and what's what. Authorities trying to reassure the community there is no threat anymore. You are no longer in danger because this shooter is gone. But the aftershocks are still being felt. I tried to reach them. I didn't get any answers. This woman was searching for a friend who had visited the ballroom before, worried she may be one of the victims. Ten lives ended while out to celebrate a new beginning. They are family to us. We've known some of them have been here for 30 years. Right now, seven people remain in the hospital. Three have been released, which is a bit of good news here. Investigators say they found a handgun in the suspect's van, and they also say that the gun that was taken by others at that second ballroom location was a semi-automatic assault pistol, which they note is not legal to have here in the state of California. Authorities also believe that the license plates on that white van were stolen, and they do tell us that it's going to take months before they have many answers on what happened here. No motive yet. Back to you, Hoda Savannah. Yeah, Kate, thank you very much. As this investigation moves forward, many in the community are just starting to come to grips with what happened. And joining us now is Monterey Park Mayor Henry Lowe. Mr. Mayor, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. We now have the identity of the suspect. I know how close-knit your community is. Um, have you learned anything more about him? Did people in your community know of him? Is there anything that indicates what might possibly have motivated this? Well, thank you very much. Uh, you know, right now we're still trying to determine the motive behind uh, the shooting. Uh, we do understand that uh, he may have had a history of uh, visiting uh, this dance hall and uh, you know perhaps um, motivation has to do with some personal relationships um, but that's something that I think investigators are still uncovering and investigating um, and we'll probably find out more uh, in the preceding um, hours or um, ahead or even days ahead of us. Yeah, there were reports uh, that I read that said his, his ex-wife said he was quick to anger. Um, we were just talking about the weapon there. Is there any indication how he was able to get that weapon, given that it's illegal? Um, 
unfortunately, um, we are still also waiting uh, for the investigation to yield answers as to how um, this illegal weapon was obtained. What about the victims? We have 10 families who are grieving this morning, 10 other people who were injured in that shooting. Have you talked to any of the victims? What have they been saying and telling you about what transpired? Um, we have not had a chance, um, at least I have not had a chance to speak to the victims yet um, because the authorities are still also, well, they have not released the names of the victims yet, but in Monterey Park, we have established a crisis resource center um, at our senior center, and we've been uh, treating the victims as those uh, loved ones who are in need of crisis care uh, during this time. Mm. All right. Well, our hearts are with you and the community in this unspeakable act. Mayor Henry Lowe of Monterey Park, thank you. And a programming note, Lester will be there in Monterey Park. He will anchor NBC Nightly News from the scene later this evening. All right. Another major story this morning, mounting pressure on President Biden after even more classified documents were discovered at his home in Delaware. The latest batch during a rare FBI search of a sitting president's home. NBC senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell has the details and some reaction as well. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. The White House is unable to provide a specific description of the total items removed. How many pages, what kinds of documents, and what level of classification are we dealing with here? But they do emphasize the president is fully cooperating and invited the Department of Justice to go room by room through his house. New questions about more secret government papers found inside the Biden's Delaware home after a stunning weekend announcement that the FBI spent 13 hours Friday pouring over the private residence of the sitting president, a rare step the White House called voluntary and not the result of a search warrant. He's not res resisting an investigation. He's not stonewalling. He's offering total cooperation with the Justice Department as this proceeds. In a statement, the president's personal lawyer explained the Department of Justice removed six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials dating back to Mr. Biden's service in the Senate and as vice president. Friday's search marks the fifth time since November that sensitive materials were discovered at a location tied to the president. On Thursday, in California, before this search, the president spoke about the investigation. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. But some Democrats urge the president to acknowledge mistakes were made. You just might as well say, listen, it's irresponsible. It was something we should have had a better check and balance on. While House Republicans, with oversight powers, turn up pressure. The special counsel is going to have to deal with the issue of what was the chain of custody? Who had these? Why did he take them to begin with? And Kelly, this is coming as the president is making a change at the top of his team. What can you tell us? Well, Savannah, in the coming weeks, the president is expected to name a new chief of staff, the most powerful role on his team. Jeff Zients, who you may recall served as the COVID response coordinator early on, he'll return as chief of staff, according to multiple sources. And Ron Klain, a longtime Biden loyalist, is expected to continue supporting the president from the outside of the White House as 2024 heats up. Savannah Hoda. All right. Kelly O'Donnell, thank you. Two major cities in the South are on edge in the wake of deadly incidents involving police that have sparked protests over the weekend. Those demonstrations 
turn violent in Atlanta. NBC's Blaine Alexander is right there for us. Hey, Blaine, good morning. Well, Hoda, good morning to you. That's right. Over the weekend right here in Atlanta, we saw a violent clash between police officers and protesters who were protesting a new police training facility. All of this ended with six people being arrested late Saturday night after cars were set on fire, a police vehicle was set on fire and windows were smashed at a downtown business. Now, all of this comes just days after a man who was protesting that same training facility was shot and killed by officers. But according to the GBI, they say that that man actually fired at officers first, injuring a Georgia State Patrol trooper. Hoda, they also say that that entire video, that entire incident, rather, was not caught on police body camera video. Meantime, Blaine, there is growing fallout from another incident, a separate incident involving police in Memphis. What do you hear about that? That's right. Five officers were terminated for uh, after a 29-year-old man died after a traffic stop. Tyree Nichols was pulled over about two weeks ago uh, for a traffic stop. And according to the department, he was involved in what they're calling two confrontations with police officers as they tried to take him into custody. Now, he ended up in the hospital uh, bloodied and with what appears to be a swollen eye in a graphic photo released by his stepfather. He died soon thereafter. Now, the department says that those officers violated a number of department policies. They have been terminated. The DOJ and the FBI have opened an investigation into all of this, a civil rights investigation. Hoda, there have been repeated calls for any video to be released related to those traffic stops. The department says that it will do just that after the family has had a chance to review that video. Hoda. Mm, says a lot, given that all five officers were terminated. All right, Blaine Alexander. Blaine, thanks. Yeah. All right, almost quarter after now. Mm-hmm. Got a lot to get to. Craig is here. I know you were watching mm-hmm. football this weekend, it as were we. Yes. A heck of a weekend. I know your household is pretty happy. Savannah Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The conference championships are now set. The 49ers are going to take on the Eagles in the NFC, the Bengals and Chiefs in the AFC. But perhaps this was the weekend's biggest highlight, the return of DeMar Hamlin, the Bills safety, attending his first game since he collapsed on the field. And he returned to the delight of fans everywhere. NBC's Jesse Kirsch was there. He was at that game. And Jesse, what an emotional scene it was to see DeMar, to see his parents, to see his little brother as well. Yeah, Craig, good morning. What an unbelievable full circle moment. No surprise, this place was going wild for DeMar Hamlin, making his first public in-person appearance not even three full weeks after he went into cardiac arrest on the field while playing the Cincinnati Bengals. This weekend, Cincy was visiting the Bills for a reunion and a comeback about more than just a game. Just before halftime of Buffalo's playoff game, DeMar Hamlin sent all of us another message. But this time, he delivered it in person. Less than three weeks after his on-field cardiac arrest, the Bills' safety cheering for his teammates live at the Bills' stadium with thousands of fans applauding. Incredible. Absolutely Amazing. incredible. Yes. Even before kickoff, we knew DeMar Hamlin was in the building for a highly anticipated reunion. His Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, the same team they were playing when Hamlin collapsed earlier this month. Still very much a playoff game. The Bengals are being boot. But after what these teams witnessed, the two cities share a unique bond. Welcome to Buffalo! Even as opponents. Every Cincinnati fan that I come across, I say uh, safe travel home, but I hope you go home sad. Now only four teams remain. Overnight, the 49ers defeating the Cowboys. Two of the league's most storied franchises. The Niners' talent, too much for Dallas to handle. 
One of the highlights of the night, George Kittle catching this touchdown spike and throwing it to 49ers legend Jerry Rice. San Francisco now heading to their second straight NFC title game. While over the weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs held off the Jacksonville Jaguars with quarterback Patrick Mahomes pushing past an ankle injury. The Chiefs sealing their victory with this stunning one-handed interception by Jalen Watson and the Philadelphia Eagles soaring past their rival New York Giants. Eagles center Jason Kelsey sharing this adorable video of his daughter celebrating from her crib. We'll see how long those Philly fans can be celebrating because next up they take on the 49ers, led by a rookie quarterback who was taken last in the draft. Therefore, his nickname is Mr. Irrelevant. But Brock Purdy <laughs> might need a new nickname pretty soon. He's now just one step away from a Super Bowl, guys. But it's tough. He's got a pretty uh, passionate fan there he's up against this weekend, guys. Back yeah, here. yeah, you're right about needing a new nickname. <laughs> Jesse Kirsch there. Uh, Jesse, thank you. Wow. Uh, how was your husband? I'm <laughs> elated. I think he rewatched it Sunday morning. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, it was exciting. Everybody's happy. The Chiefs, I know you have the Melvin uh, household. Oh. Happy. Everyone was happy this weekend. And here's yeah. the thing that whoever you pull for, we've got four great teams. Yeah. But you got to say, I was really praying for the Bills. I yeah. really kind of wanted yeah. that storybook ending, but a okay. Yeah. Go Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals have yeah. a great squad. Yeah. They, so cool. they were doing snow angels yeah. after, yes. I know. Hey, Al. Speaking of snow, what you got your eye on? Well, this is Plattsburgh, New York, a winter wonderland. Looks very Christmassy. Uh, we do have some snow uh, right now in parts of upstate New York and in New England. Let's show you the radar. You can see stretching from Bangor all the way back to Columbus, Detroit, Buffalo, Albany. We're looking at rain along the coast. That system will be moving out, and that's going to dump maybe another few inches, anywhere from four to five inches from Keene, New Hampshire, up to Bangor or just to the east of Albany, New York. Now, what we are watching, uh, a lot of folks, 31 million people from the four corners all the way to New England under winter weather advisories, winter storm watches, and some winter storm warnings. And we've got for tomorrow, 8 million people at risk from Houston, New Orleans to Panama City looking at the possibility of wind gusts a few strong tornadoes tomorrow. We're going to be watching that and damaging winds. So we've got this storm today coming down, dropping down into Mexico. Low pressure will dip there. We're looking at showers around the southern Rockies and the desert southwest. Then tomorrow, rain, snow, and ice across the southern plains, including parts of Texas. Risk for tornadoes, damaging winds through the Gulf into the lower Mississippi River Valley. And then as we move on into Wednesday, look for snow from the Midwest into the interior northeast. We may see our our first appreciable snowfall in New York City, or at least measurable, before it changes over to rain. Storm threat from Richmond to Tallahassee. Snowfall amounts anywhere from two to four inches. Lubbock to Oklahoma City, heavier amounts as you get into southern Missouri. And much more snow as you get into interior sections of the northeast. Heavy rain down to the south Gulf Coast, on into the Appalachians, and on into the southeast as well. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Still ahead, when is the last time you used a paper map? <laughs> Huh. You know, it's paper and it's a map. You get from point A to point B. Remember those? I heard that. Okay, their sales are booming. Paper maps are having a moment. We're going to take a closer look at this unexpected trend, and it's, of course, being led by younger generations. Plus, a service fit for rock royalty. Stars, family, and fans coming together at Graceland for a final farewell to Lisa Marie Presley. We'll take you inside the emotional tributes. But first, this is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed back now seven thirty monday morning how about this how about a moment of sin yes as millions of people prepare for another big winter storm, why don't we just think about what it would feel like to be in Coconut Grove, Florida right oh, now? Look at the sun. sun rising. It's a gorgeous. Good morning. Oh, humongous sun. Yeah. <laughs> we bring some of that this way. Well, let's start this Monday morning with a check of your 730 headlines. Jury selection will start today in South Carolina in that high-profile murder trial of Alec Murdoch. The once prominent lawyer accused of killing his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul, in June of 2021. If found guilty, Murdoch could face life in prison without parole. The 54-year-old also faces more than 100 other criminal charges, including drug trafficking and tax evasion. Abortion rights supporters rallied across the country yesterday to mark the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. From Madison, Wisconsin to Washington, D.C., thousands of people marched through the streets demanding protections for reproductive rights. The anniversary comes just a few months after the Supreme Court overturned that 1973 landmark decision, which guaranteed a constitutional right to abortion. The pilot of a small plane somehow walked away unharmed after making an emergency landing on a busy Houston highway yesterday. Officials say the plane clipped an 18-wheeler on the way down, hit a concrete barrier, and burst into flames. Incredibly, though, Everybody okay, but the highway was shut down in both directions, which led to hours of delays. Meanwhile, an emotional scene played out at Graceland yesterday. Family, fans, and fellow stars coming together to honor the life of Lisa Marie Presley at her childhood home. NBC's Priscilla Thompson was there. Priscilla, good morning. Hey, Ahoda, good morning. It was certainly an emotional day here for family, friends, and fans of Lisa Marie Presley as they gathered to say a final goodbye. And we also learned more about what Lisa Marie wanted for her memorial service, including one very important request. Don't make it sad. A powerful memorial fit for rock and roll royalty. Heartfelt musical tributes from friends Axl Rose and Alanis Morissette, Lisa Marie Presley, the only daughter of Elvis, was honored on Sunday at her father's historic Memphis mansion, Graceland. Family, friends, and thousands of mourners poured into the estate to pay tribute. Everyone here feels like they're part of this family. A letter from Lisa Marie's oldest daughter, Riley, read by her husband. We are you. You are us. My eternal love. I hope you finally know how loved you were here. The Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, quoting the late Queen Elizabeth. My late uh, mother-in-law used to say that grief is the price we pay for love. And how right she was. The 54-year-old singer-songwriter died January 12th after suffering a cardiac arrest. 
born into the spotlight and into a family with a history of heartbreak. Her father's death when she was just nine years old. Her son Ben dying by suicide in 2020. That hurt still raw as revealed in a poem by one of Lisa Marie's daughters, read by Priscilla. Knew it was close to the end. Survivors, guilt, some would say, but a broken heart was the doing of her death. Now she is home where she always belonged. Lisa Marie's final resting place, next to her son, in the meditation garden, along with her father Elvis. At Graceland, a place where she told today in 2018 she feels most grounded. I'm connected to something here more than anywhere else. After a life filled with so much pain, finding her eternal rest. Graceland's such a special place for her, and this memorial comes, Priscilla, as Graceland's got a busy few months ahead. What will that look like without Lisa Marie at the helm? That's right, Hoda. Among the thousands in attendance yesterday were the director of the new film Elvis and the movie star Austin Butler, who played Lisa Marie's iconic father. And this was a film that Lisa Marie was so proud of and that she worked tirelessly to promote. And now with the Oscar nomination set for tomorrow, the legacy of the Presley legacy is now in the hands of Lisa Marie's three daughters who were set to inherit Graceland. Hoda. All right, Priscilla, uh, for us there in Memphis. Thank you. All right, coming up, the stars are out. And I mean, not just Lenny Kravitz, but also <laughs> Harry Smith right there. I mean, talk about two cool dudes. We're going to talk to Lenny about his career, his new movie with J-Lo, his fashions, and the surprising thing he says he learned from Mick Jagger. Huh. All right, first though, what's old is new again, apparently. Sam Brock looking into the surprising comeback of paper maps. Sam? Yeah, paper maps. I know a lot of people right now are thinking, wait a minute, what is that? When's the last time you went anywhere, Craig, and didn't use your GPS or didn't use your phone? But yes, these bad boys, paper bagged, bags are making a comeback. It's not just because of their directional benefit either. We'll explain why coming up after this break. Seven thirty-nine coming up on seven forty with in depth today. This morning, a once popular relic of the past suddenly it's back in vogue. Yeah, who knew? Uh, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, there's been a steady rise in the sale of paper maps, and it's younger generations driving the trend. <laughs> maps are having a moment. NBC's Sam Brock joins us from Florida with that story. Sam, good morning. Savannah, Oda, Craig, good morning. I might be dating myself a little bit here, but I still remember the days of MapQuest when you would print out the sheets, take them with you in the car and use that as a guide. Well, before that ever happened, you had these actual paper maps. And yes, guys, their sales are rising right now. Part of it is art. People like to frame them. Part of it is exploration, especially after COVID, just getting out and experiencing things anew. And part of it is experiential, understanding the world in a way that you just can't on your phone or GPS. The parodies on paper maps are almost too perfect, with some TikTokers mocking holiday dads for preferring maps to GPS navs or noting a generational disconnect. Even the best movie references to the once cherished directional tools are from the 90s. Look at the number on the top. What is the number on the there top? There are of no numbers on the top. There's letters. Oh! Whether clueless 
or Twister. But don't sleep on millennials bringing them back into popular culture. With business owner Tony Redono of The Map Shop in Charlotte trying to pin down the surging appeal. If you simply want to get from point A to point B, by all means, you know, listen to the GPS robot voice. Uh, but if you want to understand the world around you, the robot voice can't help. You know, maps offer context and clues as to, you know, why a place is like it is and how you stand in relationship to the places around you. As the Wall Street Journal points out in a recent piece headlined, Forget Google Maps, Why Paper Map Sales Are Booming, a combination of maps as art and the search for a bigger picture from younger travelers has sparked a sizable jump in sales. Great Britain's national mapping agency, Orden Survey, reported 144% pop in 2020, and then a 28% increase the next year. AAA made 123% more maps in 2022 than in 2021. And it's not just the traditional variety drawing interest. Rodano sells raised relief maps, which add elevation and texture from the Sierra Nevada to the Rockies. Yeah, there's plenty of mountain ranges, but the Rockies are significantly bigger than any other mountain range. And I think a lot of people just don't know that. And you can't understand that with GPS, obviously. And you can't even understand that with a flat map sometimes. So while the learning process around these old gems is ongoing, the love for a new off-the-beaten-path approach to getting around is just starting to grow. The TikTok's obviously genius there, guys. And look, there's another reason why maps are coming back into style. People are spending more time in national parks, more remote places where maybe you don't get cell service. So you would need, theoretically, something like that. I will also add, to get to my report this morning, I used GPS. It sent me to a residential neighborhood next to this highway. I almost missed my live report because of GPS on my phone. Which is to say, you know, sometimes stick with the tried and true. It's not going to fail you, except when you try to figure out how to put it back. Yeah, that's, that's when you run into problems. But I don't miss that. We'll part. tackle that another day. All right. Well, you get that piece of Atlas. They have the ring. Yeah, that's the one. But then you have to figure out like E9 that's right. and where the right. yeah. Which is great for the kids to be able to to follow that. Yeah. Yeah. But you remember, yeah. even before MapQuest, what was this AAA? The AAA triptych. You would oh. go to the AAA, yeah. tell them where you were going, point A to point B. They'd put it together. You'd flip through it, and they'd actually highlight it, and you and it would give interesting information about oh, where you look were. look at that. So, you know, try and true. I don't right. know, do you still make the triptych, AAA? Uh, maybe I'll let you know. Okay, let's find out. Probably. All right, let's show you what we've got going on as we map out what's happening temperature-wise. Uh, kind of a temperature contrast in the E. In the West, temperatures anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees below average. Santa Fe, 35 today. Salt Lake City, 30. Dodge City, 9 degrees cooler than average. But Minneapolis, 11 degrees warmer than average. Tomorrow, that warmth spreads a little further east. Chicago, you'll be at 34, which doesn't sound like much, but still 4 degrees above average. New Orleans, 71. Stay in chilly, though out to the west, and then during the late week period, we're looking at temperatures low to mid-30s in Chicago. Seasonal, but still a little chilly in New York City with temperatures in the 40s. 50s in Raleigh. Little Rock will see temperatures by Friday climbing up into the 50s. Next week, warmer than average through the southeast. Colder than average for a good chunk of the country, and as far as precipitation, looking wetter than average through the mid-Mississippi and Ohio River valleys, and wetter than average out west. And that is your latest weather. Alright, Al, thank you. Around here, we love East eating in yes, the office, do we not? Mm -hmm. Guys, next, some people are suggesting a ban on mm. snacking at work. One what? expert saying cake at the office is like smoking. What Wait, what? Hate, oh, yes. Oh, oh, no. Stop we'll talk, we'll talk about it Just right stop. after this. Stop it. Bring cake. <laughs> it is British. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. 
Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. This Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around I the mean, country. It is the twists, the turns, the With the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Over. Break it down for us. Just You'll as get as fresh as insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the, the know and up yes, to date. So tell us what he said. It Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Elaine Cake? Ah, uh, no thanks. It's Walter's special day. You know, there are 200 people who work in this office. Every day is somebody's special day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just encapsulates it. Remember that scene from Seinfeld? Well, Elaine's seeing the junk food at the office. You know, the temptation is all around yeah. us. Yes, yes it is. Up? Well, guys, the snack debate at work is heating up thanks to the head of Great Britain's Food Standards Agency making headlines after comparing office cake to passive smoking. Oh, come on. She says that while the two aren't identical, passive smoking inflicts harm on others and, quote, exactly the same is true of food, especially oh, come on. when you lose willpower and eat something that's unhealthy and Cut readily Cut available. Uncle Al, let's start with you. Do you think secondhand cake is a problem? No, because you do actually have a choice uh-huh. when, as opposed to secondhand smoke. It's cream? ridiculous, you know. This and, looks like an ice cream cake. But like she's <laughs> saying, if you walk into a smoky bar back in the day, when you walk into that bar and everybody's smoking, you're making a choice because Thank you know you. everybody's smoking in the bar. Yeah, but that's... that's oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Look, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a yes, British... It's happy. British people. It makes us happy. I mean, I get it. It's a temptation, but the temptation is everywhere. So I say celebrate your birthday. Have fun. Yeah. I am not one of those people that could have candy on my desk. I would eat it all. Dylan and Chanel's assistant, Jackie Aguilar. Oh, she always has this. You got to stay away from Jackie. Stay away from Jackie. No, she has those peanut butter Snickers. I love those. Another study for another day to debate says if you just jar this stuff, if you put a jar, you know, like uh-huh. put a lid on a jar, oh. like you do not eat it. Oh, oh no, really? that's not true. If it's out, Jackie's, you eat, or a lot more. <laughs> Jackie's, Jackie's has a lid. It's all about Jackie. Jackie. All yes. you hear is the sound of that lid. Thank you, Jackie. Since it's here, thank you. It's like we eat ribeye steak at 8 a.m. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have ribeye steak. All right, coming up, guys. Two stars for the price of one. Jason Siegel nice and Ted Lasso's know, Brett Goldstein. They're going to be live in Studio 1A. They got a new comedy. It's a winner. Oh, you want to the twist?